What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Red Dirt Rambles. We really appreciate all the love and support you guys have been showing to the podcast as of recent. And make sure you guys keep buying the merch. The love does not go unnoticed. Yes, sir. We got a real special treat for y'all today. I mean, we've been trying to get this man off for a while, and we finally got him, so I hope y'all enjoy. I'm Nick Anderson. I play receiver. I'm Kenny Helms. I'm a tight end here at Oklahoma. You still going? Yes, yeah, I Dang, like, okay. <laughs> Rolls out the tongue, good. Okay. All right, man. Um, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, we're in a little little different place. Uh, we're in the Barry Switzer Center right now. Um, slight got, flex. Yeah, yeah slight flex. All these, you know, slight flex, you know. <laughs> a little bit it of hardware. It is what it is. But um, we got, obviously, Nick here, and then we got um, Josh Norman, director of Soul Mission. So, um... Kind of tell us, like, kind of what your your vision is for Soul Mission and kind of what Soul Mission is for some people who may not know. Well, um, Soul Mission is uh, an initiative uh, in the player development department that was started uh, and founded by Coach Venables uh, when he took the head job a little over a year ago. Um, and Soul, S-O-U-L, is an acronym, and it stands for... Serving our uncommon common legacy. legacy. Common legacy, yes, sir. Uh, which that is from a quote by George Washington Carver that says. I'm not even sure. We've <laughs> <laughs> okay. heard it before, but. When you can do the common things in life in, in an uncommon way. way. Yeah. You can demand the You'll attention demand of the word. The, the attention attention of the world. There we go. Yes, sir. Yeah, George Washington yeah. Carver. And so, yeah, that's. Um, we're player de- development. And so. Um, Shoot, if you look at any Division One, major Division One program in the country, they're all going to have some type of player development department. Mm. Most of them have yeah. one, maybe two people in it. We have five people. And, uh, you know, I often tell people, like, you can tell somebody's priority by where they spend their time, where they spend their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, obviously, uh, with... Coach Venables having five full-time people in player de- uh, player development um, that shows where his priority is. Yeah, and definitely so, sends the message. Absolutely, and so um, so yeah, man. Um, my role specifically is um, community engagement and former player relations, mm-hmm. uh, and so I deal with um, on the on the community engagement part. I work to build and establish relationships uh, with organizations in the community, locally, domestically, and abroad, uh, to provide you guys um, opportunities to go serve, uh, whether it's individually or collectively. And so, you know, we do a few things as a team throughout the year. Um, you know, I, I help connect connect individual players to different organizations, whether it's, you know, Meals on Wheels or, uh, you know, Second Chance Animal Rescue or whatever um, for them to go and uh, and serve. And so, and then on the former player part of it, it's just really just making sure that they, former players know that they have a connection to the program, that they're welcome back to the program. uh, And they have a direct contact to the program. Yeah, how big of a how big of an impact have you seen on the community that so like so much has had? Uh, I think so. I, I, that that's kind of a tough question to answer, just because of kind of how I view uh, community service and community engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll answer like this: I think we've done a lot um, to give back to the community in the year that I've been here. Definitely. Um, you know we. 
last last season, and y'all y'all know this. Y'all were there um, during our bye week. We went out to the community. I mm-hmm. uh, went to seven different organizations and served on on a day off. Day off. Uh, <laughs> one of y'all's day off. <laughs> days off uh, during your bye week, uh, and like we worked. You know, it was a four hour four hour long day, and put that work in. Um, on Martin Luther King Day, we went over to the east side of Oklahoma, which is an underserved uh, community, uh, and you know, served at a um, at an after school program over there, Urban Bridge. Yeah, that was fun. Everybody's driving like cool cars. Yeah. Like yeah. people riding on horses, like like they had like Corvettes, a, like what, some, what's like, the like the suspension or like yeah, yeah the like the jumping and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, man. So um and then we've had two service trips. One yeah. in May of 22, and then we just got back from one two weeks ago to Rio de Janeiro. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just going to different places, like I said, locally, domestically, and abroad um, to serve people. And, um, you know, truth be told, that does something for y'all, you know, whenever mm-hmm. y'all do serve people. Uh, you know, talk about having an inside-out approach to service, uh, but it's always an outside-in transformative experience that you guys have, especially when you go outside of your element, like when you go, you know, overseas to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and you're in the favelas, and uh, but then also, shoot, we'll be going to South Africa in in, uh, May. You're going on that one, right? I'm going to Rio. You're going to Rio? Yeah, I think I'm going to Rio. Got to get our passports in. Who do we know know that's going to South Africa? Is it Um, Gentry? Is Gentry going? Yes. Yeah, Gentry. Gentry's going. It's a lot of the guys on the... um, like soul, what's it called? Ambassadors. Yeah, ambassadors. ambassadors. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I'm telling you, like, when you go to Brazil and you go into those favelas, mm-hmm. like, it's a completely different world. And I, you hear that, but it still doesn't prepare you for... Still, it's still a cultural like, shock. It, yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a, just a vastly different culture in the favelas. And it's its own, it's its own unique thing, you know? Yeah. And so to be in that environment, to experience that environment, it is transformative, you know? Cause it's a it, I perspective. Mean, it, yeah, absolutely. It opens your eyes. It opens your mind. You have a, a brand new perspective. And yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a phenomenal experience. And for me, the greatest joy I have in it is seeing that transformation happen in the guys in yeah. real time. You know, yeah, it's like definitely. when we went to Miami last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, was, that was, that was fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were yeah, 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 on that one. Yeah. And so... You know, we had only been on staff for what three months at that time. Mm, yeah. We didn't know all of the guys, but it was some guys. We was like, yeah, we gonna have to keep an eye on this. Guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Kaden wasn't not one me of those though, guys. Yeah, not me, no. But uh, <laughs> it was a few guys. We were like, hey, we got to make sure. But man, like seeing how they grew on that trip, uh, seeing the growth that happened within them as as leaders, as people, and then what really uh, confirmed that was when we got back and. Like some of the position coaches were like, man, like such and such changed a lot. When, like, mm-hmm. was it from the trip? I'm like, yeah, I think it was. You know, and so, um, so in that regard, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Like, there ha- I have seen a lot of growth and change, uh, but to me, how you measure your impact on the community is years down the line. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And for me. One of the things that I, when you asked me about my vision earlier, one of the things that I'm like passionate about is having you guys build these relationships with these people in the community yourselves yeah. so that maybe 
five, ten years down the line, you you still have that connection. You know, you poured into somebody, you gave in, gave to uh, something to one of these kids that that y'all just built a connection that lasts for a lifetime. And so, that's my ultimate vision for me. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, foreign player here, um, play tight end. Um, did you kind we gotta, of? We got to correct that. We yeah. Gotta, so I was gonna say. Yeah, so we you came in. Were you you were a receiver? No, or? I was recruited as a running back. I came That's what I, running back. I, I saw. I read that. So I, I was like, in a way, some sort of position. But um, kind of take us through like that process and kind of what you got to do to prepare your body and yeah, stuff so like that. Truth be told, I only played tight end maybe two games while I was here. Really? Yeah, I, I wasn't a tight end. Everybody always puts me in the tight end category, but I was not a tight end. I was a receiver, mostly. I, I saw that number three. I was like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I was, I was mostly <laughs> number a receiver. Number three's not a tight end receiver. So this is my number. story. I was recruited as a running back, came in under John Blake, who was the coach that was here prior to um, Bob Stoops. Um played for him for one year he was fired at the end of my freshman year but that whole year I was a running back I, I didn't get get any burn in the games but I played special teams and then when Stoops came in he brought in Mike Leach as his offensive coordinator completely different system than we were running it was this you know the air raid spread system and so that second my second year here my sophomore year coach Stoops first year like they really just moved me like played around with me and moved me to different spots mm-hmm. one week I'd be in the running back room another week Again, very limited, but I'd be in the room with Coach Hayes and with the tight ends, and then I'd be in the room with Steve Spurrier Jr. with the receivers. And then going into my junior year, they just I was just a receiver my last two years. And yeah. so in the national championship year, the year after that, I was I was a wide receiver. Uh, body wise, it was hard. <laughs> Because yeah, I was I a big even, receiver. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not just a big receiver, I was a big running back, period. Mm-hmm. And um and so, you know, like I my walking around weight was probably two third between two thirty and two thirty five. Yeah. yeah, just not not worried about my weight or whatever. Yeah. And so going into my junior year, that summer leading up to that, like Schmitty was like, We want you at two eighteen. I'm like, <laughs> That's a little change. Now, mind too. you, this was before we had nutritionists. Yeah, yeah so you were pretty, 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 pretty much own. on your own. Yeah. We didn't have body mass. In, like We didn't have all of that stuff. It was just like, hey, man, don't eat fast food. Don't drink sodas. You know uh, how to, do you know how to cook? you know how to whip it up? I know. I, yeah, I can burn. But, <laughs> but I didn't know anything about nutrition yeah. and how to, you know, like lose weight. Like, yeah. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know, you know, you what just I know now. Dark. Yeah, man. And so I was just, I, I did my best. I got down to 222. Dang. That's as low as I got. Uh, but, I mean, I, I played I played very well my junior year and yeah. had a good year. We went on the window. Big 12 championship, national championship. and um, how, to, how to put the national championship in there. Yeah, I always got to. Flex, you know, no question. I always got to do I, I always do that when we do our soul mission presentations, too. Because I'm the only one on the staff that has it. I don't, yeah, I would be one. Y'all going to get one. So y'all y'all will be in the money with me. That's, that was kind of leading to my next question. So kind of like that national championship year, um, was it like like a difference about the team's demeanor or like what was kind of what do you think was kind of the the selling point of like what got you to the, the the big one? Yeah, man, it's funny. Like, yes, there was a, a change in demeanor. So, Coach Stoops' first year here, uh, which was my sophomore year, we went seven and six, mm-hmm. played in the Independence Bowl, lost to Ole Miss in the Independence Bowl. Uh, 
the night of uh it was a new year's game so it was or it was actually a new year's eve game so i remember being on the bus when uh y2k was happening oh damn yeah like y2k nothing happened but, yeah you know everybody was expecting something to happen. yeah but anyway uh and so it was really going into that summer before the national championship year mm-hmm. that things changed just because I think we kind of realized like when we looked at our, our schedule from the year before, I think there were four or five games that we lost, you know, by a score or less. Man. Yes. I, yeah. That it's it's like, it, like, really, bro, happen, like, that's what I'm telling you. It's almost like, scary. it really <laughs> is, man. It, it really is. Like I, I've been, I've been trying not to, to time into each yeah. other, but it, there's a lot of similarities. And so, um, and I mean, even the game against Ole Miss that we lost in the uh, Independence Bowl, like it was down to the last second. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, um, going into the summer before, it was really us looking at that and saying, "Man, like we're pretty freaking good." You know what I'm saying? We got all of these guys coming back. We got our guy and our quarterback is uh, with Josh Heupel. That receiving core was all coming back. Um, <laughs> Quentin Griffin uh, was was balling at, at at tailback. We had Ronaldo Works, Seth Latrell. Like we were, we had a good group of guys. And so that summer was wild because of Schmitty. <laughs> like, he cranked it up, bro. It was horrible. In, man. in your opinion, do you think Coach Schmitty is like kind of the same, or has mellowed out over the years? He's the same. But he can't do everything. He he can't use all of the yeah, tactics. There's some that he wants. restrictions <laughs> yeah, in place. Exactly. <laughs> he got it's some a, restrictions on him now. Yeah. But as far as his like his standard, his accountability, that hadn't changed a bit. Which, in all honesty, that's what makes him who he is. is yeah, of course. Is his ability to like that no compromise. You know, I remember. Matter of fact, this used to be. Um, our um, used to be a field, our, right? our practice field. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. And um, I remember sitting right outside somewhere along this area. We had benches before we came inside. Um, and we, we just got dogged out by Schmitty in the workout. It was 100-something degrees. It was hot. And me and a few receivers, we all looked at each other. We were like, bro, if we don't win the national championship next year, I'm not coming back next summer because it's pointless, man. It's like, why would we put ourselves through this and not win it all? And so, like, we had already started to have that mindset of, like, man, like, it's all or nothing. And then I remember the first meeting back in fall camp, um, Coaches, you know, Coach Stoops said his thing. A few of the other coaches said their things. And uh, Josh Heupel got up mm. and spoke. And he was in tears. And he pulled. He, he actually pulled up the uh, the, the um, schedule for the year. And he started one by one going down. And some of those teams we had played the year before, uh, some we hadn't played yet. But he was like, I don't see anybody on the schedule that we can't beat. Like, we can win every single one of these games. And that just kind of, like, set the – the pace for the season. We all—I mean, if we weren't already locked in, that really just like locked locked us in right then and there. And we were like, "Yeah, like that's real. Like, let's go do this." And so, you know, there were challenging times. Obviously, we didn't just yeah. run the table un- unchallenged, but in those challenging games like Nebraska and Texas A&M and Kansas State, uh, in those challenging games, it was our character that that. Allowed us to push through and win. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, man, it was it was a special group. Like it really was. Like 
we we had a, a a team full of just high character guys. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, and we were talented. Nobody wants to give us credit for being extremely talented, but we were very talented as well. Yeah, of course. How many built? Yeah, for many built. How big of a. Uh, I mean, I know you say he got up and talked to the whole team, so that really speaks a lot. But how big of a leader uh, was Josh Heupel to you? Well, big. Um, like, I, I honestly, um, a lot of – so my junior year was my best season here. Mm. My my senior year, I, I didn't – it was disappointing for me. I didn't, I didn't have the type of year that I really wanted to, especially after having the year I had my junior year. Mm-hmm. And I attribute my success, the difference in those years, to Josh Heupel. Uh, he was my roommate, and oh, so really? yeah. And so, um, you know, when he was here in the summers during the season, whatever, like, I, like we were, we he would watch film in the living room, you know, yeah. and I'd watch it with him. Uh, there were certain certain things that he ate that. All right, cool. Like, like I said, I didn't really know. Yeah. And so he he had a better understanding of nutrition than I did. And so I would eat a lot of the things that he ate. That's the reason I was able to get down two eighteen. My my senior year, I think I, I played at like two twenty eight, two thirty, right. And so, um, for me personally, he was a great leader, a great leader, and I attribute a lot of my success to the relationship that I had with him and, and, and actually being his roommate and, you know, the, the standard that he set within the household. Um, and then, I mean, just as, as a team leader, I mean, he was a guy like you could just, you, you could just count on him, uh, because you saw what he went like when I tell you that run to the national championship, those last three or four games, like he, he, he honestly couldn't, it was hard for him to throw the ball from me to that trash can. Really? Yeah. Like, he, 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 if you go and watch the games, he always wore long sleeves. And it was because literally from his uh, wrist all the way up to his armpit, black and blue. No. Bro, his, 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 he was jacked up. Dang. If you go back and watch the first game against, shoot, both games against Kansas State that year, I mean, they they ran that 4-6 defense, and they were bringing, I mean, cover zero. Yeah. Like 80% of the time. Like, they were bringing <laughs> they, Yeah, they were bringing that heat. <laughs> right? And, and their rate ain't known to, 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 for, you know, seven, eight-man protection. Yeah. Like, you got five, six at the most. Yeah. Man, Someone gonna be free. coming after him, and they was getting to him. He's getting the ball off, but they was lighting his tail up, man. And so, like, you see that, and, like, literally, like, peeling him off the ground, and he just get up, and you could just see the hurt and the pain in his face. But he'd look to the sideline, he'd get the play, he'd walk in the huddle, he'd call it, he'd make the play, he'd deliver every time. And, I mean, like, That's you powerful. just hearing that, like, yeah, that like, does something to you. You know no, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, Crazy. Yeah, so, like, he was, he was a great leader, man. Yeah, we have so much respect for that dude, and that's the reason, you know, all of the guys that play with him just, you know, love love seeing what he's doing even to this day. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, you, you know, you had your cup of coffee in the league. Yeah. Um, Kind of, what was that experience like? And um, would you say that the the connections you made while in the league, um, like, kind of carried carried throughout your life off the like, like outside of the league? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think the the connections and relationships that I built at the co- in college, um, there's probably more of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones that I built in the NFL. Um, are, are deep relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. um, the ones that I that I walked away with. Um, and you know, for me, it was a 
it was a great learning experience uh, in so many ways. You know, I look back at it now, and I know that I wasn't prepared for that. I just wasn't. And But that could have been any job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just wasn't, in my head, I wasn't mature enough. Um, and then you add on the fact of the the stakes and the pressure at the, at playing in the NFL. Yeah. I just wasn't ready for it, you know. Um, and so, you know, I had a lot of injuries. Um and um, had some success and was doing well, but I just couldn't stay healthy. Uh, but nevertheless, man, it was it was a great experience for me, learning experience. I learned so much about the game of football, uh, you know, and I think that's why I was able to go into coaching and have the success that I had as a coach as well. So you were, um, you coached at a high school? Yeah, I coached, I've coached at oh. high school and, and college. Oh, uh, really? So my first job I had was uh, at Community Christian School here in Norman. It's a small private school. Um, I coached junior high my first year. Uh, my second year, yeah, it was it was it was it was trash. I was just running around, that's just smacking said, my head on. That's when I like, said I will never coach or teach at the junior high level. Like those kids are so confused at that age, and they just like they're they're tyrants, man. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, you know, got my feet wet in, in, in coaching. And then the next year, I coached at the high school level and then also coached at junior high again. And then the year after that, I was uh, named head coach. And, um, shoot, we went two straight years undefeated, two state championships. And, yeah, man, it was – yeah, it was it was beautiful. Yeah, got two rings out of it. And then um, right at the end of – well, I guess – Going into my third year as a head coach, the spring of that that third year, man, I just felt a strong call from God to to just do music only, um, and so I, I just started doing music music ministry stuff for three years, and then I got back into coaching at Southern Nazarene University uh, here in Bethany, Oklahoma. Uh, I was an offensive coordinator for two years there. Um, then I was in Texas as an offense coordinator at a, a high school there in Midland, Texas, and then came back to Oklahoma was at John Marshall High School for one year and then uh, at Southmore High School as the head coach for, for two years. And we, we weren't good uh, there. It was bad. It was, <laughs> I, did not, I did not know you coached that much. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a football coach. Yeah, like, I, didn't, I didn't really know that for I'm real. I'm a football coach. What, like, level of, uh, what level of ball do you think was like best to coach? Maybe not the easiest, but like, like the best experience. Uh... I mean, definitely. Uh, I, I don't know. That's that's hard to say. I mean, they all have their their pros and cons. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, my greatest experience was my first head job when we yeah. didn't well, lose a game. You know, what <laughs> those saying? two state champs. Like, you that, can't yeah, really beat that. That. Was, that was a phenomenal experience. Um, but you know, like for me, man, it's just always been about about the people and the relationships you build. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's, it sucks losing because I, I just I utterly hate losing. Um, but you know, you you can learn a lot in, in those moments, and I, yeah. I've learned a lot over the years. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I would I wouldn't necessarily say one is better than the other. Sure. Um, you kind of talked about it earlier, but. Um so your love for music, like where did, yeah. did that's just always kind of been with you or like did that stem from anywhere? Or? Yeah, I think um, I think it's deep inside of me, but my mom was a singer. Really? Like I grew up listening to my mom sing in the church. Mm -hmm. I grew up listening to my mom uh, sing around the house when she cleaning up on Saturday mornings with the records <laughs> going. Yeah, you yeah. know, like and and when I say she sang it, like she was she was like a lead singer. Like she, my mom could sing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so um, I wish I think that's where <laughs> it started. And then 
Um, I, so this is kind of like how I got into music production. I um, grew up writing poetry. Okay, like from what, like when I was twelve years old, I write poetry. Yeah, and um, didn't really learn, like do anything with music outside of I would. In order to teach myself to learn poetry, I would listen to songs and write them out mm. and then see how they wrote them because mm. I always thought well, that's poetry, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so when I got to college, I started to learn to play the piano. Uh, I was going to a Bible study and I'd just look at this dude's hands and I'd be like, okay, and then I'd just try to do that. And so um, my junior year, I went back home and my best friend from my childhood, shout out Savoy Smith, he... Uh, he had started doing music production and he mm-hmm. showed me a song that he had recorded and I was like, wait a minute, what? You like you you recorded <laughs> yeah, like this you is before this? like software that you could like Fruity Loops, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is before FL Studio. Like yeah. and so I was just like, wait a minute, what how did you do this? And so he walked me through the process and I was like, Oh my gosh. And y'all know we don't get a lot of time off. Yeah. And so when you know, I came back here and I was like, Man, next time I go, I'm gonna make sure I got me a song because yeah. I wanna record it. <laughs> and so I took some of the things that I learned on the piano, I took some of my poetry stuff <laughs> and did all of that. I went back home, I recorded something and then um i fell in love with it from that moment and so like i got my little ten thousand dollar signing bonus and i was like i went and bought me some music equipment and so off seasons and all of that that's all i do man and so when i was done playing ball i was just like yeah that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna do that and yeah it's a definite passion of mine for sure i you know i kind of i in uh like early high school I tried to get into like FL Studio. It was yeah. just, I was too confused. Like <laughs> I even got like a little uh, like mini piano with like the little yeah, yeah, yeah. the little with beats the on the side. Yeah. yeah, could not really with get FL it, Studio. Like because that's like one of the easiest ones to. Nah, I don't. You like, couldn't do it. It was like rocket science. Bro. I was I was getting so frustrated, bro. Like I couldn't. Uh, you have any uh, players want to hop on the beat yet? Actually, yeah, man. I, uh, I've talked to a couple of guys, man, and I'm actually in a... So I'm working on a project right now, um, and I'm actually going to get them on one of the songs on the project. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep that close to the chest because I don't know if they want yeah, yeah, people yeah. to know. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I'm uh, planning on meeting with those guys this week to try and figure something out with them. Can I ask if they're current or... Are oh, they current? They're current. Yeah. I'm going to have an idea about it. Oh, no, nah, yeah, there's, there's a couple of people who think they can spit someone <laughs> in the <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we, we, we talked a little bit about uh, how you recruited as a running back, but how, how was the recruiting process like, and like how has it changed over the years? So I think, like, in the most recent years, NIL's changed. The oh, game definitely, for sure. definitely. That's the, I think that's the biggest thing that's changed. Uh, outside of that, man, like, it really has not changed. It's mm-hmm. kind of evolved, if you will, mm-hmm. but it hadn't changed. Like, I mean, if you look back to the seventies with, you know, the Pony Express at SMU, have you heard that story? Mm-hmm. Y'all hadn't heard no. about SMU no. with Eric Dickerson and um, what's the other guy's name? Shoot, it drew, it drew a blank. Um, he was a, a sports uh, football broadcaster i can't remember his name uh it'll come back to me but anyway his son was the one that was involved in the texas tech thing when mike leach got fired dang it's right there anyway um (laughs) so like smu was the first division one football team that got the death penalty meaning like they shut the whole program down oh shoot no football wait what you mean like they they violated uh Take these trophies, put them in the closet. 
y'all find somewhere else to go play football, that Oklahoma no longer has a football program. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, this happened in, like, the 70s or maybe the 80s. Um, it may have been the 80s. Um, hey, like, the whole football team. And it was because they was out there, I'm talking about wild, and they had all of that them rich oil dudes in Dallas uh-huh. just, like, breaking breaking cats off, like, <laughs> breaking them. I'm talking about, like, driving Ferraris. and hey, Oh, my God. Yeah, it was wild. And so... That, that's been the case in college football yeah. for years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People doing things illegally, buying guys to get them. You know, now it's just like the Wild Wild West. It's like free reign. You know what I'm saying? And so um, so I'd say that's the biggest difference. But, you know, shoot, we still had our five visits that we could take. And I took all five of mine. Oklahoma was actually an unofficial visit for me. I didn't take an official visit here. Oh, man. Um, SMU. <laughs> <laughs> Man, here you go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. First one. Uh, SMU, Texas A&M, Nebraska, University of California, and University of Kansas. Those are my five. Well, Nebraska, hold on. Yeah, that's that's back when they were. Oh, yeah, they used to like be tough. They, yeah, that was. Yeah. I was being recruited in '97, so they go like they was champs in '94, '95. No, '95, '96. Yeah, so they was they was big time, but um, how'd you get your uh, film out there? Was it like um, <laughs> <laughs> did y'all have to it's like VHS? That's, like what? That's funny. That's the other way that it's changed as well. Yeah. Is yeah, like, well, a couple of different ways. One, like, I didn't have to do anything. Like back in those days, like they really just fa- kind of found you through publications and stuff like that, and so. You know, if you, you know, top five running back in the country based off these other publications, or even just say state of Texas, you top three running back in the state of Texas based off, um, uh, what is it, Dan Camel's uh, magazine? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all of those coaches were, you know, reading that. that, But then they would also... Like they're they have their areas that they would recruit. Midland, Texas, West Texas is a you know a part that we we had a lot of players come out of there back in the days, and so they they knew. My brother, my, who's just a year older than me, he was like number one safety in the country, and so like they knew about me by recruiting him, and they're like, oh yeah, you got a little brother and stuff like that. And so um, I didn't actually have to send out my tape to anybody, you know what I'm saying? But uh, some people did do that. So by a send out tape, what you like? Like, like VHS? VHS? Oh, VHS, shoot. bro. That's great. If I'd have known you was going to ask this question, I'd have brought my highlight film Bruh. on VHS. It's somewhere in a box, but yeah, I still got it. And you got Josh Norman, number 30. Like, yeah, VHS, man. <laughs> That's great. I guess you, t- you talked about the uh, South Africa trip and kind of how it. Well, you talked to us um, in the Red Room about, you know, how it changed your life um, and kind of just those those trips we're doing. Um, I know you're not necessarily, like, in charge of the uh, internships, but um, what's... What do you think the the benefits of the the internships we got going on are? And then um, how did that... Like, was that, like, a Venables thing um, that he... Like, was that his vision or was that the Soul Mission's vision? Yeah, it was definitely Coach Venable's vision. Um, so when he hired the four of us, the, the, I ain't going to say main four, but Ryan, Curtis, Caleb, and myself, yeah. like, he, he told us our roles. You know, he was like, yeah. Josh, you're going to be of community engagement, former player relations. 
Curtis going to be uh, life skills and NFL liaison. Caleb, you're going to be career and professional development, right? And so, like, um, the micro-internships was a big part of what Caleb Caleb's role was, was yeah. creating those partnerships. Um, and the impact that it has, I'll compare it to when I was in college, right? I didn't – I worked at uh, Ferguson Car Dealership, uh, you know, moving cars around a lot and washing cars when I was in college, right, yeah. in the summer. And um, and then I went on and played the NFL. When I was coming out of the NFL, like, I didn't have a resume. Like, just as simple as that. I didn't yeah. have a resume. And what was I going to put on my resume? Yeah, for real. Right? Funny story. Whenever, when I was a head football coach uh, at Southmore, I'd get people applying for jobs. And uh, this one dude applied for, like, a D-line position that I had open. And he was a young dude. I laughed at it. But um, under uh, work history, work experience, he played, like, connect. Canadian football and under job description it said maintained gap integrity I was like what <laughs> <laughs> like what like you really put this on a resume so I wasn't gonna do that right <laughs> in all fairness though he stood out he stood, he stood out he stood out from the other resumes <laughs> that's real that's real cause I remember that that's real um, so anyway I wasn't gonna do that on my resume you know uh, ran routes and caught footballs and you know like I wasn't gonna do that and so I didn't have a resume man and so like just that alone for micro internships like that you actually can say yeah I, I i did an internship with devin energy uh and i you know shadowed the ceo for a week yeah and the next summer i did it with whatever other company you know what i'm saying like that's a huge thing not just for your resume but for your own experience as well mm-hmm. um and so that in itself is like for for me, for student athletes, man, like that's like one of the most incredible things. Um, and as I stated earlier about community service and engagement, like it's one of those things. Like there's not going to be a lot of tangible uh, evidence of yeah. the impact it makes, um, but it to me, from what I've witnessed, it makes just as large of an impact on on the individual, on the student athlete, than anything that we do does. Um, so yeah, I mean it's. It's it's a program that I, I think every school needs, uh, but I think that's what makes us here at the University of Oklahoma football uh, a one out of one in the country. Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. So that's you, you kind of explained it from like a um, leadership uh, point of like perspective. I know you were on um you you did a micro oh, leadership yeah. and uh, that was last. Last spring break, I think. So, kind of explain how. Or no, last last May. Kind of explain how, from like a player expect or perspective, that was. It was, it was, it was kind of crazy because it, like, it was like my first time. I went to Wells Fargo's advisors in Birmingham, and uh, it, it was like my first time really in like an office setting, mm-hmm. and it was, it was kind of it was kind of a culture shock, but it it was I also found like some similarities, like from uh, from being in sports. Like there was kind of like I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of hard to explain, but. I don't know how I'm trying to put this, but like, there's a lot of like. Uh, uh, you talking about like stuff that transfers over from yes, football? Yes, yes. Like, uh, like, like teamwork. Le- yeah, yeah, teamwork. All that. All that. Thank you. Thank you. Relative skills. Yeah. Yeah. Relative skills. skills. Transferable skills. Exactly. As, as but like, uh, just like uh, like a leadership role. There was a. There's a lot of teamwork. Like we had to uh, get together and uh, form like a. Uh, 
a uh, PowerPoint on like the stocks that we were looking over for a certain client that was in the NFL because uh, he was he was a, he was an advisor for a lot of major league uh, baseball teams and uh, or not baseball team baseball players and um, uh, NFL NFL players too. So we looked over there like their incomes and then uh, like what they should be investing in and if they're like if they should even be in the market to invest because there's some some uh, like different. I know I'm not a, I'm not an expert on this, but like different like areas to invest in but yeah it was it was a great experience and that definitely like opened my eyes on what I want to do in the future so like even you saying that that like that goes a long way mm -hmm. because like when you said you've never been in an office environment yeah right so st stats show uh only two percent of college football players were going to the NFL right mm -hmm. now we know that y'all are that 2%, right? Of course, yeah. That 2%. Oh, yeah. So I'm not talking about y'all right now. But for the guys <laughs> who are in the 98%, like when they go into the work, work, workforce, into the marketplace, them having that experience is a big deal. Because mm -hmm. it's not a like, oh, shoot, what the crap? And Caleb says it best, uh, you know, when businesses and, and all of those people come into this area, they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's everyday like thing the, for y'all. Yeah. You know what I'm uh -huh. saying? But and it's the uh, exact opposite when y'all go into the, to an office space. It's like, whoa, like, and it's it's a bit uncomfortable. Uncom you got to get used to it. And so the micro internships provides provides us that opportunity to get the experience to set us up for the future. Definitely. So um, I kind of talked about this on like some some of our previous podcasts, but like, um, what was kind of like. I would say the toughest adjustment, um, like getting into college, like I would say mine was um, just kind of finding my routine, getting my schedule. And then, you know, out of high school, you know, you're like the star, one of the star players on your team. So you kind of have to learn how to like be behind these veteran veteran players again um stuff like that so what would you say that experience was like for you uh probably time management was the biggest deal because you don't have your dad telling you to get out of bed you ain't got somebody telling you you know what time your classes start what time they end when you need to be there y'all didn't have teamworks no <laughs> bro you gotta when, when when was the internet like big 99 I don't even know. When did the internet happen? Ninety? No, uh, it was like ninety six and ninety seven. Before I was born. Yeah. My freshman year was ninety eight here, bro. When we were we would go to the computer lab and print stuff off, and mm -hmm. it had like the perforated edges with the holes like that you had oh, to take yeah. out. Like that's what we were printing on, bro. <laughs> like it was. No, we did not. No, that was the first time I ever learned about. I had heard about email. Dang, really? My freshman year. Man, we got a good That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, for real. So, no, there was no teamwork. It was just like, <laughs> you go to Teresa Turner, she give you your schedule, print, she'll print out your schedule, and you got to stick to it. Now, yeah, Dang. your coaches knew it, but they wasn't, like, we, they didn't have spotter. Yeah. We had people who were spotters. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you know I mean, what I'm saying? Like, they actually went to, to the classes. And, and, and check, like, make sure that you were in class, and, and but they'd just be there at the beginning, so you'd go in and sit down five minutes and then dip. Like... Yeah, it was it was different. Yeah, for uh, sure. So yeah, just time management, man. Just being where you need to be when you're supposed to be there, and having the discipline to do it. So uh, we usually try to have some fun on the yeah. podcast. I usually uh, well, I've been having fun the whole time. No, yeah, so. but um, I usually have like a debatable kind of topic, but I couldn't honestly, I couldn't really find one. Like my last, one? You can't find, find anything one. to debate on. Well, like my last one was like, we're not. 
What was my last one? Your last one was the straws. Oh yeah, how many sh- holes does, does a straw have? Two um, or one? Um, <laughs> Wait, no, nah, trust me. Uh, and then my other one was like one. a cereal of soup, and then yeah, we kind of just went down that rabbit hole. But uh, this one, I'm just we got. Uh, have you ever seen those like? Are you smarter than a fifth grader questions? Yeah. So we gonna it's gonna be between y'all two. Oh, it's a competition. But it's first to three. Okay, man. And I don't are you know gonna what? ask us one at a time? No, no I'm gonna ask it. It's, it's gonna be first. Just do the first one to answer. Or? Yeah, it might have to be first to answer. Huh? All right. All right. All right. So, uh, <laughs> all right. The first I should, one I, I should got, have the, the first one I have is all right. If y'all remember this one, who whose picture is on the five dollar bill? Why am I trying to blank, bruh? Hey, Lincoln? Yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> okay. I, don't I only deal with 20s and 100s. So oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's set up legs. I haven't seen a $5 bill in a while, though. I, 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 I haven't either. I don't even carry cash on me anymore. On me, I, I carry like like maybe a 20 at all times, but that's I, it. I'd never have cash in my wallet. Like ever. So that's, that's a tricky question. All right, no, 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 no. Next one, next one. This one's kind of like, nah, whatever. Uh, how many times does seven divide into 49? Seven. seven. Okay, okay. Who got that? I was just, no, that was kind of a bad one. That was kind of a bad one. <laughs> you asked me. That's super easy. I thought, I thought you were going to draw a blank. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, but that's dang. crazy. No, that's kind of um, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I see where we stand. Some of these are like math. Like I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, if a car is traveling 40 miles an hour, mm-hmm. how long will it take it to go 190 miles? What? It's traveling 40 miles an hour. So how long will it take? So like one hour is 40 miles. Yeah. And how long will it take to, to go how long? 190. 190 miles. I need like a sheet of paper. <laughs> that would you don't be... be doing mental math? Wait. So that would hour, be two hours four hours and 45 minutes. Uh, what? The I don't know. Bro, yeah. What? That's crazy. Right. 190 yeah. divided by 40 is 4.75, correct? Yeah. So you got the four hours and then 75% of an hour is 45 minutes. Dang. Damn, my math's fucked. So you had, you both that one? Yeah, we yeah. both that one. Okay, because we didn't count up. Okay. Um, okay, so one of these no, animals. Two. I'm at one. Cause oh, I got the you got right, he got the seven. Four. I just didn't count I'll take, I'll take the one. That kind of easy. I mean, I'll take I'll take the point. I'll take the point. All right. Which one of these animals is a mammal? A seahorse, a sea lion, or a sea, a sea urchin? <sighs> I didn't. He, I didn't need to go past that. I knew that was a mammal. I, I wouldn't have known that. I'm not gonna lie. You would, Wait, no, because it, it like I, I, I wanted. Little, I would have guessed yeah. sea lion. But I wanted to hear all the answers. I wanted to hear all the answers. What would you What would you assume a sea lion is? A sea lion? Yeah. A mammal. Yeah, but like, yeah, all right. right. What? I said, <laughs> you said you, you wouldn't have known, but like, you think a sea urchin is a, or a, or a seahorse is a mammal? I think I said it backwards. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have got it right is what I'm trying okay, to say. Okay, okay, okay. Um, which continent is the least populated? Antarctica. Yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, tied up, tied up, tied up. tied? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. Two, okay, two. hold on. This is, the, this is the game decision, the deciding question, right? All right. Um, how many? Hold on, I want to get a good one. I want to get a good one. <laughs> Dang. 
What is the capital of Connecticut? Uh, that's... Bro, I suck <laughs> at capitals. Yeah, I suck at capitals. Especially I suck northeast. at capitals. No. You get Hartford. Hartford. I definitely would. I can go through the continent. I mean, I could go through the, so the you, United so States. You, you would have you got that? One of my friends can name the capital of every country in the world. Every country? Every country. Oh, no. I could, no that's, that's insane. Yeah. Um, you got to pick a better question. <laughs> Hold on. What do you call a scientist who studies rocks? Uh, geologist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. I got the three first, yeah. so that, that I win. He does win. I should. I should have won. Game works. I. 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 Uh, no. I went to, <laughs> no. If you, get, if you don't know how to divide, no. I should. I should I, I'm saying six. I should have won because I was in fifth grader. I was a fifth grader. What are you trying to say right now? I'm, what am I trying to yeah, say? What are you trying to say? I I'm saying like I'm saying first, like so. No, you were fifth grader first. I'm saying it's been longer since you were a fifth grader, so I should. I should have won. Oh, I see what like, you're saying. I've been. I, yeah. I can't speak I, to I, that. I, I feel what you're saying. Yeah, he, he gets what I'm saying. Like okay. it's, it's been longer since he's not been a fifth grader. Like he's been out of school longer. So I should have got that. Okay. Well, I do have a little. Those are super questions. Debatable question. All right. I can't remember if we talked about it or not. But like, I I don't remember what like conclusion we came to. It right, was sure. um. Is a. No, we did talk about it. It was is a. Taco. I mean, is a yeah. We is a taco a sandwich? This. Of course, it's not. Yeah. See, it's not. But how though? It's a what, taco. Do you, what do you mean? I want you. I want you. I want you to break it down. It's a taco, bro. It's it's like asking is a hyena a dog? <laughs> no, you could it's make an hi- argument. No, you could make no, an argument. No, because a hyena is actually the only species that only has one breed. Mm-hmm. The hyena day. Species. I'm not. Mm, so, mm, so I'm not a Nat Geo Wild. I don't, I don't I'm just saying, like, I, that's that's a fact. That's a fun fact that I happen to know about hyenas. And to me, that's that's what the taco is. It's it's its own species. It's not a sandwich. That's a great I'm not, I'm not, it's I'm just it's a taco. You know, no, just because no, I know no, I'm right, no. I'll let I'll let it slide. Just because I know I'm right. What do you mean have, you know you're right? I have the peace in my heart to let that slide. <laughs> Well, I, so I got a debatable question. I've asked players this, and would you rather? Y'all probably heard this and probably have answered this. Would you rather fight a lion once a year, or fight a chicken every time you get into your car for what? the rest of your life? Every time, Wait, fight fight a lion once, once a, year? a year for the rest of chicken. your life, or fight chicken. a chicken every time you get into you, your car. You have just to kick the chicken, bro. Like, no, but no, like, bro. not you can't. But it's you like when you, like throw when you hands sit, with it, no, bro. when you when you sit in your car, like it's like when you close the like door. It's a mad chicken. I don't bro. know if you've ever seen a mad rooster. Bro, they, hey, they throw hands. Have you seen like? Have you seen like? I know, bro, it's, pr- I know it's illegal. Have you seen? Have you seen like cockfighting? Yeah, bro, they go in. Yeah, but but you gotta think about this, like. But Every time lion? you get into your car, I'm gonna die. Yeah. Like, uh, no, you, lion once a year. Okay, man. but like, what can I, can I use like anything? You like, can't use any. Like, this is the conclusion. I just use my bare to. hands. No, not bare hands. But you can make weapons. How about that? Okay. You just can't use okay any pre-made okay. weapons. How about that? So anything that you can make. Yeah, spear. I don't know, spear. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was trying to get. I was trying to get something like I could make, my, my, like a makeshift gun. 
I, I don't like tedious and mundane things. So having to fight a chicken every time I get into my car, it's like, for instance, we get back from West Virginia, right? Yeah. Uh, we get back from West Virginia. Yeah. We pull up in the nah, buses. If we got back and, from and West you, Virginia, you, that chicken would be and dead. And you're tired. <laughs> and you pull up in the buses, and you're getting your bags, and you're like, man, I'm ready to get home. God dang it, I got to deal with this daggone chicken. If that's game we lost, the chicken would be wrapped. Right, right. But if you think about it, it's... it's you really just have an unlimited food source. Bro, what? You, bro, you always got to chicken. Cook it up every time. You're on your way to uh, to 6 a.m. workouts with Schmitty. Ah, you late. Yeah, you late. I forgot my... I'm just vegan. And then you got to go back home. Fight two chicken. Get out, and then get back in the car and fight the chicken again. <laughs> That's actually it. But, bro, but... You got to right, fight the chicken every got, time you get in your car, now you got to th- think about this, though. Like, a lion... Every year you're alive. I've got a year to. I got a year to prepare for it. That's one. Two. I'm gonna monetize that thing because I'm gonna make it a big deal every April first. <laughs> like, I'm gonna try watch me fight this. Gonna, yeah, watch me like, fight this live to the national. Josh Norman, <laughs> it's gonna be the first on ESPN of mine. every year. We getting paid for this, man. Selling out. <laughs> like, selling what you out just die? Like, then it's all over. Then it's all over. But shoot, I ain't got to fight the chicken every time I get <laughs> every, in my car. Every, 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 <laughs> exactly. He, he had a heck of a run. But like, <laughs> but once you get, that's like, ah, but once you get old, like. Death by lion, because like if you if you do, if you do either way you, if you, you do get crazy if if you do get crazy like mess up this lion every year like it's gonna get to a point where like your body just break down you cannot no fight this lion anymore you're right. and you're gonna die by a lion attack. Man, it's gonna be the same I'm, with I'm the chicken though. You go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but but like at least like you get to like point when you're old like you don't have to drive anymore. I'm gonna say the lion because like like you were saying like once you get old. You like kind of know like when your time for the come. So like you can like plan out like all the stuff you want to <laughs> exactly. do before you for fight the line. For the line. And then you're just like, well, I'm gonna take the line. I'm not fighting the chicken every time I get in my car. Because that's gonna I'm mess gonna up your schedule. Like you're gonna have to be out the house an hour early, hour earlier than you normally would. Yeah. You have to leave places an hour. Like how many times we done got caught up in meetings and you got to run to the city to do something? And it's oh, like, man, yeah. I gotta go fight this daggum chicken before I go up here. You show up, you got. Feathers all over you, blood all over you. Nah, man, I'm, t- I'm gonna do my thing with this line one time a year, and I'm good. Or like, or like you on a date? Exactly. <laughs> you like, go into the restaurant, and you tell you tell your lady like, second. just one second, I gotta go handle this chicken out in the car. Nah, man. Sometimes you're kind of messed up. I might take the line though. I'm definitely taking the line. I mean, that's all the questions I have. Do you do you have any questions I actually for us? Have, I actually have one more question. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. If you could give yourself some advice oh, to your yeah, college yeah. self, mm. uh, what advice would you give yourself? Man, um, it'd probably be just listen. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen listen to my, 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 my dad, you know, those people that I love. Uh, and also listen to my coaches. You know what I'm saying? Like, being on the other side of it now, it's like, man, like, we, we like, genuinely care about you guys. You know what I'm saying? I can't say that for every coach. Mm-hmm. I can't. But I know here, here, like, we genuinely care about you guys. And the advice we give y'all is it's because we've been, been there, done that. We've seen not just our own experience, but we've seen so many different examples. Yeah. Um, just from being in the game and coaching so long and just being a player for so long. And so 
that's probably what I'd, I'd say is just listen, man. Like, just take take that advice and and uh, and apply it. You know, don't don't wait. You know, like I used to make the joke that uh, the older I got, the smarter my dad became. It's because it's like, you know what, Daddy, you actually had a point yeah. then. You, know? you might have, you might have been awesome. <laughs> exactly, and so, yeah, man, just listen. Like, yeah, uh, take heed to advice. I don't, I don't have any other questions. I love what y'all doing, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we love it too. Man. When y'all become bigger, than oh, we will, we will. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, uh, nah, we got, we got the video proof. Let me do the intro music. How about that? I bet. Yeah, I'll do y'all some, intro get music. Some you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little outro. Yeah, but uh, appreciate, appreciate y'all for watching. Appreciate you for coming on, Josh and uh, Boomer. Boomer. <laughs>